0: Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Finally back after what's been a pretty extensive little uh, festive season break. Uh, I do apologise for that. I sincerely hope that you all had a lovely Christmas and New Year. Uh, it's always a question I've wondered. How long into the New Year is it appropriate to say Happy New Year still? I think recording this one, 21st of January, that's probably a little past its expiration date, but nevertheless, hope you are all having a tremendous start to the new year. Um, I myself did as well. Certainly haven't been doing nothing in this little hiatus, completed my first marathon, which was something for me, a wonderful little bucket list goal that I would uh, hoping to achieve for quite a while. i never got around to doing it. So it was great to finally kick that one off the list. Um, even this morning, went for a little, uh, was up at 4.30, went for a little 25K run. So. Uh, That's been something that's really occupied a fair bit of my time lately. Uh, But nevertheless, getting into the flow of things now, hopefully back into normal routine over the course of the next week or two. Um, But very, very excited to be back and recording once again. Now, as I say week in and week out, there's certainly never a dull moment within the NBA. And that's not been any truer than over the course of the last couple of weeks. So I guess my, my kind of plan for today was just to do some of the quick takeaways over that period of time that have really stood out to me, for better or worse. Um, so I've got, what have I got here? I think I've got seven points. Seven points just to rip through just some of the key things that have stood out to me. Um, as I said, we'll get back into the flow over the next week or two. But yeah, very excited to get into things. Guys, really appreciate you continuing to stick up to date with all of the socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok for all your latest news from across both the NBA and the NBL. The support is very much appreciated, so be sure to keep it coming. Okay, let's not stand on ceremony any longer. Getting into the first point, around the Raptors. Now, the Raptors are ringing in quite a fair bit of change over the course of the last couple of weeks. A couple of big deals going down. Firstly was the piece that sent them... Which got parted with them, should I say? They parted with OG and Anobi and Precious Atua, who went to the Knicks. With that, they essentially gained a couple of other smaller pieces, but it was essentially RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. Now, I was, I don't know, maybe a little bit skeptical of this. Quite enjoyed this move initially. Um, Quickly's already flourishing as their starting point guard, as opposed to having to play off the bench behind Jalen Brunton as to what he was doing there in New York. Um, They followed this up the other day by offloading Pascal Siakam. Now they got back in return, Bruce Brown, Kira Lewis, Jordan Nora, two 2024 first round picks, a conditional 2026 first round pick. With this iteration um, of the team, I think they're going to be fun to watch. I think defensively they'll struggle losing Siakam and OG, OG in particular there. On the defensive side, it just... I think they're going to be a step off the pace. Uh, I don't know if these moves bring them any closer to making them a playoff threat at the moment. They're still currently languishing in that, that lower portion of the Eastern conference. What are they at the moment? They currently sit 12th at 16 and 26, two and a half games back there, the Hawks in 10th at the moment. But I don't know just from an initial feel. Don't know if it makes them that much better overall. Um, that being said, I applaud them for shaking things up. Uh, they weren't really going anywhere at the moment, so it's good that they took those steps to try and try and facilitate change. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I still think, and I, I've harped on this quite a bit. If you've been a regular listener of the show, I've harped on for probably the last 6 to 12 months, maybe even a little bit longer, about the Raptors' need to, to shake things up. I think an OG and Siakam have been those two big names over that period of time that I think could have been offloaded. I think they've probably missed out on a bit of value. Their value was no higher than it was in that probably six to 12 month period ago. Um, in that OG deal, getting back quickly, RJ Barrett, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, on the Pascal Siakam front, the value, what he was going to gain six to 12 months ago was, was light years ahead. Of, Light years ahead, should I say, of what they got now. So, um, well done making the move. Did they get max value? Absolutely not, I don't think. Excited to watch, excited to see Scotty Barnes flourish in that number one role now, as opposed to having to share it almost with Siakam there. Uh, But I think that'll be fun to watch. Will it improve them? Will it move the needle that much? I don't think so. But, you know, as I say, as we say here at the Daily Dribble, we hate mediocrity. Um, they've tried to do something to change that, so can't but applaud them for that. Let's move ahead to number two. For me, the, the Atlanta Hawks, sorry, I'll start that again. The Atlanta Hawks feel like the Raptors of the last few years. Now, what I mean by that is they just feel like a very middling team. They're too good to bottom out, but they're not good enough to compete at the moment. I just don't know where they go. All reports are indicating that DeJounte Murray will be on the move. Interested to see how that plays out over the course of the next week or two, closer to the deadline. But at the moment, they currently sit 10th at 18 and 23. Um, with the talent they've got at their disposal, they should be considerably better off. Uh, I think they could be set for a drastic change. Murray in particular, is another name that be, could be moved. I think pretty much everything could be traded at this point. If they wanted to go that route, they could completely blow this up. They need to, I think, build a team that is completely focused on offense. Um, I I love teams that still play de- defense in this day and age in the NBA. It's uh, becoming rarer and rarer. But if you've got Trey Young as your star guard, there's no way you can be a good defensive team. It's just not possible. So I think you've kind of almost got to double down on what you've got and just go foot to the, pedal to the metal, um, offense 100% of the way, at the moment, they're trying to play defense as best they can, and it's compromising what they're doing on the offensive end. So if I see the Atlanta Hawks, I would seriously look at making some big, big moves, um, which I think will play out over the next week or two. Um, yeah, so as I said, they just feel like the Raptors of the last few years, and fair play to the Raptors, as I just mentioned a moment ago, they've tried to do something about it. So you certainly can't fault them for that. Okay, let's move ahead to number three as I try and quash a sneeze that's, that's building. <laughs> My apologies there. Number three, the Grizzlies are undoubtedly finished this season. Now, after what was a horrific start, actually started to get, string together a few wins, which coincided there with the return of Ja Morant, and there was a little bit of optimism in, there in Memphis. That has since been extinguished with the news that he'll be needing season eight Ending surgery on a torn labrum, Uh, been nothing short of a disaster season for Jar there after missing the first 25 games. Finding a little bit of form, but to have this season-ending injury occur is less than ideal, to say the least. Now, certainly hope to see him back fit and healthy next season and back to his brilliant best. Know that he's one of the premier point guards within the league. It's just a shame we haven't got to see him as much as we would have liked to this year because... Is certainly one of the most must-watch players within the league. In many people's eyes, probably the most must-watch player. But alongside that news with Jar going out, Desmond Bain has also been diagnosed with a grade three ankle sprain. Going to be re-evaluated in six weeks. So there you go. These are your two-star players down on the injury ward. Adding to the list is Stephen Adams out for the remainder of the season, Marcus Smart, Brandon Clark. They're also out for the foreseeable future. With that, it's curtains. It is absolutely curtains at the moment. There is no possible way. They currently sit 13 to 15 and 26. They're five games back there at the Lakers in 10th for that last playing spot. It's all but over. Their season is finished. Um, it's kind of the year. So I've, uh, again, if you're a long-time listener of the show, the Grizzlies have been a team that I've probably discredited a little bit over the, last, the course of the last couple of years. I kind of thought they were... Not as good as what they actually were. Um, This was the one year that it's kind of panned out as I thought it might, but um, they are a fun team. So certainly hope that they can get everyone fit and healthy next season and have no doubt once again, they'll be a playoff force. (sighs) My goodness, this hay fever is driving me wild. Uh, Let's push ahead to number four. Do we sometimes forget how good Luca is? Now, he's averaging nearly 34 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, and has been a huge driving force as to why the Mavs currently sit at 24-18. and He's just one of those players that makes everything look so easy, and he truly controls the game. He plays at the pace he wants to. He never looks rushed. He never looks out of position. He never looks uncomposed. Um, He is, I think, he is certainly one of the best players in the league. That is a given. But do we sometimes take him for granted? The numbers that he posts, what he actually does in a game-by-game basis is it almost being undervalued. Now, maybe it's not because he's on a big market team. Maybe it's because the Mavs aren't quite a top-tier championship-level team yet. Who knows? But I firmly believe we need to start actually appreciating how great he is. Now, he's a perennial MVP candidate. He hasn't quite reached that level yet as to winning it. Uh, at the moment, you'd probably be looking at Embiid as the runner. So he's he's in and around the mix. Uh, the Mavs, as I said, 24 and 18, currently sixth within the West. If they were to possibly bump up into a top three, top four position, who knows? He might start to gain a little bit more um, traction in that regard. But even without that, we, I think, just as NBA fans, we've got to appreciate the talent we have in the league. LeBron's another one. He's certainly... You know, he's not getting any younger 39 at the moment. We need to appreciate these players whilst they're in the league. And I know we've probably got another decade of Luka coming up, but that shouldn't take away from actually appreciating what he's doing now. Um, I love watching him. Now, I'm a Lakers fan, but love love basketball in general, love watching any and all games, but certainly love watching the Mavs and the way he goes about business. So, That's just a uh, not, not a warning, but maybe just a little acknowledgement that we need to appreciate what he's doing. Okay, I'll push ahead to number five. The Utah Jazz have found their tune. Now, despite losing the other day to the Rampant Thunder, the Jazz had previously before that won their last six and were nine and one in their last 10. With that, they currently sit ninth in the Western Conference with a 22 and 21 record which is phenomenal given where many people, and for that matter, myself included, had them. On Tecchio, Dunn, Colin Sexton coming into the starting lineup, the founder formula that brings out the best in each player, I believe. Clarkson is undeniably best suited to that bench role, playing more minutes generally, more than Dunn and Sexton anyway. Uh, but with him coming off that bench, being that offensive spark plug that we've come to know and love over the course of the last couple of seasons, um, it brings out the best in him. And likewise, utilising John Collins as a small ball five has paid dividends so far. Um, loving what he's doing. His intensity, not only defensively, but offensively offensively as well, has increased second to none this year. Uh, and they're just a super fun team. Now, as a Lakers fan, I'm certainly hoping that this starts to drop off soon. But I'm, I'm right on board with this team. Um, as I said, ninth at the moment. Currently nine games back at first, only two and a half games back there for an actual playing spot behind the Mavs. Will this will this continue? Um, remains to be seen, but certainly loving what they're doing at the moment. And I feel like every year we get a team that kind of surpasses everyone's expectations. This year it feels like the, uh, it's probably the magic in the East and the jazz in the West at the moment, um, but fair play to them. They've got an absolute multitude of draft assets. They've got some talented players there. Laurie Markkinen included, who I didn't even mention. A player who's gaining quite a lot of uh, trade talk at the moment. But uh, they're just in a really healthy position, I think. So very fair play to the Utah Jazz there. Moving ahead to number six. The Cleveland Cavaliers continue to cook. Now, after blowing out the Bucks by 40 points during the week, safe to say the Cavs are rolling. And might I just add, they're doing it all whilst being without Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. They currently sit fourth in the East with a 24-15 and record, riding a six-game win streak. They're certainly the form team of the competition at the moment. Donovan Mitchell at the helm and Jared Allen playing some of the best, I think arguably the best basketball of his career at the moment. The Cavs aren't a team to take lightly. And in terms of the actual hierarchy within the league and within the East in particular, they probably don't quite get the credit they deserve. They're only three games back a second at the moment. They're the Milwaukee Bucks um, playing a great brand of basketball. As I said, hopefully get Mobley and Garland back soon in a really, really good position to make a, a genuine push, I think. This is the best, probably, the it is certainly the best Cavs team that's been around since LeBron's time. Um, and I think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. So keep an eye out for the Cavs. Pushing ahead to number seven, Shea Gilgis Alexander is a legit, legitimate MVP threat. Now, with the Thunder rolling in the West, currently second at 28 and 13, we need to start talking about Shea as an MVP front runner. As I said just a little bit earlier, probably you'd have Joel Embiid maybe as a front runner at the moment. But Shea's averaging 31 points, six rebounds, six assists a league-leading two-and-a-half steals and one block a game. He's doing it whilst going 55% from the field and 89% from the line. He's just playing out of his absolute skin at the moment. Now, if the Thunder can continue to keep pace with where they're at at the moment, or even for that matter, Jag, the number one seed, they're only two games back of Minnesota at the moment, there'll be a lot about a lot of chat about him winning this award in his age 25 season. Um. I tell you what, I, I give him every opportunity. I give him every opportunity at the moment. He's certainly, you know, there's always a little bit of voters' fatigue with the MVP award, award as well. We saw it with Nikola Jokic. We've seen it with Giannis in the past. Maybe, just maybe, I know he's only won the one award in bead, but maybe the voters have maybe get a little bit sick of him, seeing him in the top two, the top three over the last couple of years that could be a real opportunity for Shea to get there and clinch it. So um, very, very exciting stuff happening there in Oklahoma at the moment. 28-13, and as I said, currently second in the West, two games back in Minnesota there. And what I love about this team is they are so competent at the moment. But I tell you what, the next five to 10 years is going to be so, so scary. Tell you what, I really hope you can't hear my dog barking, but she's about to cop it. My goodness, what a little pest. It's always the way. Hasn't said squeak until I hit record, and then the, um goes absolutely bananas. Got to love that. Um, guys, I have one more little question I want to pose to you guys. Now, even whilst the show's been in hiatus over that uh, festive period, I had a lot of fun and engaging conversations with all you guys out there from across all the socials and loving it, loving it. So I'm going to throw out a question this week. At the moment, who would you take to build your franchise around? Would you take Luka Doncic or Shay? Really tough question. It's been doing the rounds around social media at the moment. I'm going to take Luka at the moment, but it's not by much. It is a really, you could almost flip a coin at the moment. And I know a lot of people have been saying Shay in this regard. I'm going to say Luka Just, but I would love to hear from you guys out there during the week who would you be taking to start a franchise or build your franchise around at the moment? The Mavs star, Luka Doncic or the thunders young gun. Who's he's, he's an MVP contender. He's a legitimate MVP contender. Shea Gilgis Alexander there. Guys, let me know, hit up the socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear your thoughts on this one. There you have it guys. First episode back. Absolutely delighted to be in the hot seat. Once again, Um, Certainly looking forward to finding that rhythm and routine again over the next week or so. um, The socials are buzzing as always. So keep coming in that regard. Uh, The plan for the next week or two is going to be doing an East and a Western conference evaluation at the halfway point of the season. Most teams have played that 41 games, some a little less, some a little bit more, Um, but certainly looking forward to just uh, assessing the lay of the land at the halfway point here and uh, giving my thoughts on all 30 teams across the course of the next two weeks. So, Certainly looking forward to doing that one. Guys, to ensure you don't miss out on those, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen or watch the show. Whether you're watching here on YouTube at the minute, hit that subscribe button, leave a like, leave a comment. Likewise, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to subscribe so as to never miss another episode. Guys, till next week, I'm delighted to be back. Can't wait to get back into it once again. Can't wait to speak to you all next week. Till then, have a great week.